Welcome to Verdant North, a podcast for plant geeks and freaks. We've got something for drinkers, stinkers, and thinkers. Tonight we wrap up the growing season with what worked, what didn't, and what we plan to change. So sit back, crack a cold one, hang out with your buds, and get ready to hoe, sow, and grow. This is Verdant North, and here's your host, Caroline Halstrom. Hello, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, hey, if you are in Texas, we really hope that things go the best for you. Uh, it's pretty rainy down there right now, I hear. Um, so, yeah, shout out to my family in Texas. Glad you're doing okay. And holy cow, I can't believe how much water you're getting. It's crazy. It is insane how much rain is going on there. Yeah. And just, I mean, like, we when the shock of Katrina hit, like, this is, like, even just more so because this is just further removed from that, like, sea level line. But at the same time, it's like, we could have seen it coming. And here we are in a really kind of yeah. rough place. I, I, uh, I wrote to my senators to say, hey, just so you know, you should fully fund the NOAA, the the facility that monitors uh, weather and we have a changing climate now so it's going to be very important to us. In addition to that, I asked them to fully fund FEMA because we're going to need it. Um, so yeah, hey, our hearts are with you. We're rooting for you. We're praying for you. Um, yeah, kind of crazy. I'm really glad I'm really glad Mexico offered to lend a hand uh, due to the overwhelming economic uh, ties between specifically Texas and Mexico. Like geographically, you can't get around it, but they're also like each other's biggest trading partners. So it's cool that they're just they're like, nope, we got to help you. We're going to do this. So, hey, Mexico, thumbs up. Thanks for being the bigger man. Yeah. Yeah. And on over there is Dan Hudson as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm here too. Hi, Dan. Hey, guys. Glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show that I do with you. <laughs> Jesus, Dan, get it together. <laughs> I may be in two different realities right now. I'm not sure. He's playing WoW right now, so mm. that's the issue. Yeah, WoW. <laughs> WoW. He is just in his head playing WoW. It's not like he's actually playing WoW. Stop making your character dance in underwear downtown. <laughs> Stupid. He's LARPing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So we're be we're a little silly right now. We are missing our friend, our amiga, Miss uh, Miss Certified Spirit Specialist Nikki Lyons. Hey, congratulations to Nikki. She just got a cool new uh, position within her company. So she's super busy at the end of the month, and we will get together with her probably in the next episode or two. Like we're super proud of her. We're bummed she can't be here, but hey. She uh, she's really talented and she'll be back. So so fear not, fear not. Um, I need those drinks. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my biggest concern. It's probably what's missing. So <laughs> in her stead today, we are drinking beers, delicious local Minnesota beers from Insight Brewing Company, who brew some excellent business. What can I say? I'm drinking uh, Sunken City, one of their flagship beers, and it's uh, it's brewed with Sauvignon Blanc grapes. It's a saison style, so it's got a couple of tricks up its sleeve, um, but it's also higher alcohol. So I feel like the end of this episode might be more entertaining than the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Dan, I believe yeah. you're drinking uh, 
a dank bot. Oh, good. I was hoping you knew what it was called. <laughs> I forgot. It is really good, though. I can tell you that. It's, it's very bitter, uh, but it's also crisp, refreshing, and delicious. <laughs> it is. It's an IPA. It's I, I like. It's my favorite IPA that Insight does. So. It's a great choice. It's a great decision. Yeah, I think between their double dry hopped and Dankbot, those are probably my two favorite IPA makes. They nice. do. Oh man, the double dry hops are really good too, though. If I want more of that, tell them that. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Tell them that. Hey, friends. More, more of this. Very good. <laughs> God, you're so, so good at it. If we um, if we finish these beers before the episode is over, I did bring a bomber from Bent Paddle. It's an oatmeal IPA I got for my birthday at the beginning of the month. So drink liberally. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna we're gonna get drinking. We're gonna get drinking. We need it. We we do. Oh gosh. So growing season 2017, I was trying really hard to pretend like the end of summer wasn't here. Yeah. But the Minnesota State Fair just started. People are selling mums out in front of the grocery stores. That's the beginning of the end. That's the beginning of the end. I really just have to suck it up. So at this point, it is it is last call for stuff in your garden. Yeah. Do whatever you're going to do as far as planting perennials here pretty darn quick. Um and don't spend full price on anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> good advice. Now is not the time. <laughs> if it isn't on sale, it should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, now it is a great time to find some really cheap perennials if you, I mean, they might look a little raggedy, but yeah. who cares because herbaceous perennials typically die back all the way to the ground anyway so you stick them in the ground and next year they come back and they don't know the difference so you know i think it's a lot it's hard for a lot of people to do that because they you know they think well why would i buy a flower if i'm not going to see it for like eight months (laughs) or maybe six months but just think of it this way you are giving a gift to your future self it's you, like the it's like when you find come. twenty bucks in your winter coat. You're like, yep. this <laughs> was a gift from past self to future self. Or when my friend Bree wakes up and there's leftover McDonald's on her counter after a night out party, oh, and she's like, go. oh my god. <laughs> Future Brie thanks you, past Brie. You are so good. A to heartfelt me. gift of half a cheeseburger. She's, you know, she's like twenty three. She did the beautiful artwork uh, for Verdant North. She's a talented artist. Brietta said, uh, "Your stories crack me the hell up." So I'm gonna need more of those. That'll be that'll be really good. So it was, it's good. It's. It's good time to get a couple of deals in or mm-hmm. or start strategizing for next year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or to think about um, which of your plants you want to overwinter indoors if you want to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm Making totally, sure that you're kind totally of like ready that. for it. Yeah. You know, before like that cold snap starts. For sure. Um, so let's start by talking about our... Uh, what order should we do this in? Uh, failures and then successes. So we uh, end on an optimistic note, or should we do successes yeah. and then failures and complain? Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's start with the failures. Failures. Okay. Fail. So, what things in your garden were total failures this year? For me personally, it was my organization. So I organized. 
This isn't a job interview. This isn't like, <laughs> what's, your, what's your greatest weakness? <laughs> no, so I really want to do like the square foot gardening thing. Yeah. And I wanted to put my tomatoes, I wanted to stagger them every other. So I had like this, these long stretches of um, garden beds that are two feet deep mm-hmm. and like 20 feet long, something like that, right? Right. So I figure, okay, I'll have one tomato close in like the close row, the close foot. Mm-hmm. Move a foot over and put one in the back row. And then move another foot over, put one in the front row. Kind of stagger them like that. So there's one every foot, but they're not all right next to each other. That was still way too close. Yeah. Way too close. So that's just, you just got the hypotenuse working for you right there. Yeah, and I was trying to, you know, be like super maximum gardener. And I was like, I'll just keep them trimmed and I'm going to, you know, tie them all. So they're not going to be flabby. They're not going to, you know, try to invade their neighbors. But no, no, no. Each tomato needs uh, at least a foot on either side. A good solid, like, four square feet for yeah. a tomato plant is... is it, it just doesn't work out if you try to go smaller than that. So where were you growing that it was, like, two feet deep by, like, 20 feet long? Uh, so we have a community garden plot that is 20 foot by 20 foot. Okay. So we kind of did, like, a U-shaped plan so we've got sort of three sides and, and just kind of like tomatoes on two of them oh okay. all, the whole length of yeah so we did cherries on one side and then full-on tomatoes tomatoes on tomato <laughs> on the other side so and then cucumbers all along the wall that was another another failure There's way too many cucumber plants i don't see that as a failure i see oh, that as yeah. rad i want so many cucumbers <laughs> that's, that's a that's a in abundance. That's a blessing. That's a good problem to have in my book. Yeah. Um, You can always give me cucumbers, but I'll I'll (laughs) play my own. Note for next year. One of my... All right, we'll go back and forth on yeah. our failures. What were your failures? I my tomatoes failed this year, which mm. is really irritating because I spent money, honey, on getting them set up. I thought I was so smart. I'm just going to do this straw bale gardening technique, which is like a brand new raised bed for them every time. Yeah, I'm not going to get blight. I'm going to have excellent oh, yeah. air circulation. I'm going to have the <laughs> best crop ever. I grew uh, two, four, six, eight. Eight straw bales, uh, and and each straw bale has two in it, so sixteen different stinking plants. Mm. And I have blight out the wazoo. This is not a great year for tomatoes. It's been cold. It's been rainy. It's been just wet and humid. So yeah. great conditions if you're a fungus. So. Yeah. I didn't have a good year for tomatoes, which is really disappointing. The only tomato variety I tried this year that I love and will do again mm. are the Juliet tomatoes. Oh. I thought they were going to be little mm. oblong guys, but they're all just cherry shaped. They're all okay. and they're they're just like really delicious little cherry tomatoes and I sauteed them yeah. with some spinach today for lunch and it was mm. I mean other I, I ate chicken legs too. It wasn't like I just <laughs> ate spinach and tomatoes. I mean You could if you wanted to. You know, yes, you can, I suppose. But I I feel like three ingredients helps make a meal. Two ingredients just isn't enough. (laughs) Uh, It was it was really frustrating to me, though, because I, you know, each straw bale is like eight to ten bucks. So I put I put way too much in and I might give up on tomatoes next year. I don't know. We'll see. 
So I'm just displeased or maybe I need to move stuff to my front yard where I get a lot more sun or something like Mm -hmm. that. Just away from the backyard where all the blight is. We'll see. Yeah. You know, I have a newfound appreciation for cherry tomatoes this year. Yeah. I've I've never been like a a, like a big fan because, you know, there's so many of them. And then it's like, okay, what am I going to do apart from putting them in a salad? That just sounds kind of like, okay, how many salads can I really eat? But when you're growing a lot of kale, you eat a lot of salads, turns <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> but apart from that, uh, the big tomatoes are just so much more susceptible to things like... Squirrels. Well, yeah, all kinds of wildlife. Yeah. And then what do you call that sun stretch or whatever when they get... Um, they can get like, uh, like splits. Like oh, yeah. when it, you get like a big downpour of rain after like a dry week or something, and the yeah. tomatoes just sort of like rip open. Yep, they get like stretch marks on them, and then, and then the ants get in there. Yeah. And all that. And so I had all these big beefsteak tomatoes, and they're all like full of cracks and stuff, and they're all looking all looking grody. All my big tomatoes have like stretch marks and yeah. stuff going on on top, so it was just not an ideal, not an ideal year for water or for fungus yeah so great year for stretch marks on tomatoes though we should uh, yeah if you like stretch marks <laughs> like your grandma's inner thighs <laughs> then, then this was the year for you that texture it's amazing <laughs> uh i really wish all right so in england According to my abundance of YouTube videos of BBC shows I watch, in England, they usually don't even try and grow tomatoes outside of a greenhouse because they just get diseases. Just the diseases are way too prevalent. But I'm like, that means I need a greenhouse because I could control my water, A, and hopefully avoid bull B. Yeah. I'm assuming it's also, so it's because of their... Just their weather, just always like cloudy just and wet. They're way more temperate than we are. Oh, so yeah. I don't know. They're, aren't they all like Zone Ten or some yeah, ridiculous? They are. Like they yep. can grow everything known to man. Yep. Yeah. Screw you, UK. Just yeah, kidding. Much. Nah. No. Nah. Screw you. I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. You know what, you guys? It's okay. All right, moving along. Um, <coughs> Uh, what else was a failure for you this year, aside from your organization, organization and you were overwhelmed with cucumbers, yeah. cucurbit tits? So part of the cucumber. <laughs> Are some you pantomiming laughing at the word cucurbit tits? <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, but so part of uh, the fallout from that, all those wild cucumbers, they ended up strangling a lot of my pepper plants. Plant strangulation. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, My carrots didn't come in quite the way I wanted them to. Just kind of like, yeah, just need to to better manage that. My carrots, I should have amended the soil. Oh, yeah. So didn't really do that. And so a lot of the carrots that I got were sort of like little short, fat ones. Little little squantos. Yeah, they're like three inches deep and three inches around. Little fatties. (laughs) Little fatties. (laughs) I do it for the shorties. (laughs) Hey, some carrots are showers. Some carrots are growers. Yeah, I would hope that all of my carrots would be growers. Because they certainly aren't showers. No. (laughs) Look at that. But, but yeah, I think that's... uh, As far as the varieties that I grew... 
I was pretty happy with most of them. Um, I'm trying to think if any of them kind of let me down at all. Don't let me down, yeah. Bruce. The eggplants I grew didn't do anything. The eggplants. Okay, <clears throat> glad I didn't really do those this year. Yeah, those just sucked. Those did suck. But uh, not going to be doing broccoli next year. Way yeah. Too, way too much hassle for one handful of broccoli. I um I had my stuff. Oh, excuse us. Yeah. Pardon. Uh, um. <laughs> Ugh. This is a disgusting podcast. I'm sorry, everybody. The fart noises. Everybody, I'm really sorry. Uh, She's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick bio break. Randy, cue the music. Hi, guys. We're back. We oh. needed we needed a quick time out there. Yep. So we're doing better. Um, failures, strangled things. Yeah, I, I want to mention something real quick. We were just talking about uh, short, fat carrots, the little fatties. Yeah. Little fatties. And I was like, I need to amend my soil. What the reason being is that like if your soil is kind of compacted or if it's a lot of clay, the carrots aren't really going to grow very deep. They they're kind of pathetic. They're kind of like cowardly growers when it comes to growing down. You got to kind of put some sand in there, make sure the soil is like really loose, uh, and then the carrots will be long and big. Have you ever heard of people growing giant produce for shows and stuff like that? No. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> I've, I've heard of people doing it. I, have, I don't know more than that that people do. Oh, there's people who grow giant vegetables. I think it's really popular in the UK, but I think at, we should go to the fair and see if yeah. they have any giant veggies because sometimes people grow these like four foot long carrots that are like oh, three inches in diameter. See, it's so boring. Dan can't even stop yawning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Carrots. I did some carrots this year, and they were yeah. all right. I think next year I'm only going to grow red carrots. That's it. Yeah. Like I really just love the red ones and some of the purple ones. Yeah, like purple ones. I'm Pretty just cool. And I had some French ones that were globe shaped that are supposed mm. to be good for a compacted soil. So okay, maybe I'll give you those seeds, and you can save them for next year. But I had a problem with morning glories showing up all over my freaking yard mm. and climbing all over everything so they're almost like bindweed right now like we know it in this area is creeping jenny a little bit um bindweed it's got like these kind of heart-shaped leaves and it just like creeping jenny just like crawls through your lawn and strangles your plants and stuff like that that's a bigger problem i know in south dakota they Mm -hmm. call it creeping jenny it's a pain in the butt here in minnesota i deal with creeping charlie way more so that's a lawn fail for me i need to like there's really only chemical control for creeping charlie if you're going to control it and i haven't been so it's just going crazy yeah or you could cut down all your trees and let a bunch of light give give more light on that yard please like that stuff goes (laughs) in my front yard where there are no trees and all the sunlight it is in everything i do i can't get away from it so follows her to work all this kind of it's weird. It's stalking her. <laughs> stalking Charlie. Uh, 
so that's that's what I I'm frustrated about. So next year, if I do tomatoes, I might do them in the front yard, and I I need to reinforce the straw bales, and then that's what I would do differently. Hmm. As far as the um, morning glories choking out all my business, I also had a problem with squash vine borers this year. Oh. So I got one delicata squash. I've had a few zucchinis of various colors. I grew three different colors this year, and those damn squash borers. They got they got me they got me Jim they got me, so I'm I'm bummed and yeah. fortunately for me, both tomatoes and zucchinis are cheap as heck at the farmers market. So that's what I need to do is just admit my failures and go to the farmers market and yeah. eat healthy or something. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about this beer for a minute. During the little break, we cracked a new beer. We needed an upper, and we are drinking a Bent Paddle Oatmeal IPA. And I just got to say that this is delicious and has excellent mouthfeel. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. Oh, nice and malty. I've been meaning to try their oatmeal IPA for a while. That's a bottle release. So, uh, yeah, we are having fun this episode. Bent Paddle, you do good I, I drink their black ale all the time when I can. It's, I love that black ale. It's so good. Have you had it with the coffee nitro? The cold press? Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm, oh, yes. Really good. Um, am I detecting a Duluth trip for Verdant North? <laughs> I was just there. It'd be great to go back. I love it. <laughs> Anytime, gentlemen. I'm not busy till October. Let me know. Um, this is delicious, though. I'm really enjoying this. I got it as a birthday present. Thank you, birthday present giver person. I didn't write down what it was, and and to be fair, that night's a blur. <laughs> I did the Irish goodbye that night at around 11 o'clock. I was like, my dog is scared, and I put her in my bed. I'm just going to lay down with my dog for a minute, and then I woke up the next day at like 10 a.m. <laughs> that was That was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> There's a party outside until like two or three in the morning. <laughs> Whoopsies. Whoops. Uh, the other birthday girl also did the Irish goodbye, I think an hour after me. So I was in my bedroom and she was in the spare bedroom and everyone else was like, what? <laughs> but you know, sometimes you get tired and we were in, uh, we were in a great, a great place. So it was totally fine. Um, let's talk about our biggest successes. We talked about our failures. What were your biggest successes? Um, probably the best was the kale that I grew, which it's kind of hard for kale to like be a failure, you know, but holy crap. Holy crop. Yeah. Holy crop. <laughs> I get it. I it's got a, a good crop pun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I grew the dwarf blue curled kale. Okay. And it was very compact, which which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, very um, strong. Grower. So how big did the leaves get? Like, uh, They were probably about this long. That's, that's if you can't pretty see, big. If you're, if you're listening length. to the podcast and you can't see what I'm doing... I.e. if you're not in the room like right now. You don't want to be, let's be fair. But keep going. <laughs> They're about like a good 10 to 12 inches. Dan, put away your... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Calling it. <laughs> I think you need, I to, I think you need to beep the word... <laughs> 
I think I need to bleep the word Dan just so it's a mystery. <laughs> I approve. Like I agree. A, a long one too, so you just don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh uh, man. Um, okay, so I grew the kale that, that went really well. I grew dragon carrots, which are like purple on the outside, orange on the end. Yeah. Those look super cool in like a stir fry. They give a lot good? of color and yeah, they they the ones that grew did great. The the ones that were short fatties were short fatties. But uh they grew. They all grew. So they I, I would say that's I'm doing it again. I just need to amend my soil. Okay, cool. Uh and then I also grew some fig tomatoes. Fig tomatoes. Fig describe. Tomatoes. Describe. I know not. So describe were, for me. These were red fig tomatoes, and the name comes from the shape. Uh, I could be wrong on that, actually. I think they were they were like anyway. It's like an heirloom variety. It comes from Italy in like the mid eighteen hundreds. So it's very prolific. Puts out a lot. It's indeterminate. Puts out a lot of little pear-shaped cherry tomatoes hmm. that are very delicious. I always love the yellow pear tomatoes that are little mm. yellow pear-shaped. I've seen those. Haven't tried them, but... Well, well, this isn't a good year for them. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Um, uh, but I... Ha- okay, I love the Juliet tomatoes. I grew those cucamelons that we ate last yeah, time. You know what? Good. I'm going to call those a success. They're a bit yeah. of a novelty. Um, I planted three or four of those, and I'm, I'm, I can go outside and harvest grape-sized cucumbers every day, and they're awesome. The other cucumber variety cool. I grew this year that I will try to grow again in the future is the burpless Armenian cucumbers. Oh. So they're hmm. long, they're light green, they're kind of striated. They're much like the cucumbers you're going to see at the grocery store wrapped in plastic, the English oh, cucumbers. Oh, sure. That are kind of like rigidy. Yeah, ripple. but instead of being dark green like those, this is like a light, light green, green color. Okay. And I've only had one of them. We'll see if disease gets them or not. There's a few more on the vine. But that was the most delicious full-size cucumber I think I've ever grown hands effing down like (laughs) I'm super proud of those cucumbers for sure and this year here's my cheapskate pro tip I used um, giant branches I just stuck branches in the ground and I kind of trimmed them up a little bit so branches were my trellis this year and and it was because and it was because I was on a budget that I was like well I'm just going to use these damn branches instead of buying stuff or trying to craft something because I don't have time to craft and I need I need support. (laughs) So I grabbed these branches that were torquing me off under my giant tree like this scrub that the dog keeps getting into and I'm like that's just gonna be like ticks are gonna be there. I don't know. Something dumb. So I repurposed these branches and made them into trellises, and everyone's like, wow, that's a great idea to use branches for trellises. It looks really good. And I'm like, yeah, I did it for the looks. (laughs) Not because my husband said quit spending money on (laughs) garden stuff. So natural. So nat. Nat Butte. Uh, I haven't listened to that podcast yet. I feel like I have to since I just commented on it. But it was it was great. I used it for my peas. This wasn't a great year for peas for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I did try some uh, flat potted peas that were super tasty. Oh, and cool. I also grew uh, burgundy amaranth this year. That 
is 10 feet tall. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous. It is hot pink. And some of them have morning glories growing up them. So I posted a couple pictures of that on the Facebook today. Um, so that's pretty great. Um, I, I'm going to grow amaranth all the time forever starting now because it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really, really cool looking plant. There's no better way to make yourself look like an awesome gardener than to grow kale and amaranth because everyone is like, holy <laughs> look at those huge plants you grew. You are so good. I am impressed. <laughs> and you're just like, thanks, it's the easiest plants to grow. No big deal. No, don't tell them. Don't tell them how easy it is to grow. You just say, thanks. I, uh, I've done a lot of research. Yeah, and people really will hard. think you're effing smart. So don't ever tell them how easy it is unless you want them to grow them too. You know, if, if it's like your, your in-laws or something and they're feeling really impressed, let just absorb some of that impressed doting upon you. Just, just take a compliment. Okay. I love your drunk modesty though. You're like, uh, this is nothing. It's, it's, don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> you know what? Take your ego boosts where you get them, okay? I am not by any means a fashionista. I am not a cat expert or a dog expert. I grow a lot of plants. Uh, and when I can help my friends to be successful and grow big, juicy plants, as Nicole likes to call them, juicy, <laughs> then I feel good about myself. But, I mean... You know, you tell people, oh, yeah, I went to school for a science degree. And they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, don't even. <laughs> that only impresses people who don't have a science degree. <laughs> Those with a philosophy yeah, degree. That's the truth. <laughs> you do not have to be smart to get any specific degree. Yeah. Let's put that out there yeah. right now. But, hey, everybody needs a little ego boost. And if my amaranth makes people go, wow. Oh, you're really good at gardening. Hey, I'm for it. I'm pro that. Mm -hmm. Plus, I like look outside. It's beautiful. It's one is six feet tall. One is ten feet tall. One like that branched out cool. like crazy, and one is super tall. I love it. It makes me happy. Randy, why are you laughing at me? I'm just having a good time. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, Amaranth was a huge success. Um, my dry riverbed garden was mixed results success. Yeah. When it's tidy, it looks awesome, and I'm very proud of it. But mm -hmm. now that we've had a few torrential rainstorms, I see yeah. the flaw in my design where all of the wood um, mulch washed into the rocks which is easy to get out of the small rocks I can just use the little raptor claw tool yep. we talked about yep. I can just like rake it out and then it's fine but in the big rocks that don't fit through the little raptor Big well, rocks are such a pain. The big rocks are a pain. Like, I may consider putting small rocks on top of the big rocks, and then I can keep them all separate. We'll see. Yeah. I want to see how it overwinters and see how things look, what comes back, what doesn't, and then go from there before I make any big changes. Yeah. I, I have to say, if anyone's considering putting big rocks in their, like, lawn or whatever... Or in their spaces. Define, define big rocks. Because I'm talking about rocks that are like two and a half inch diameter. Yeah, that's what I'm talking That's mostly what I'm talking about. I would also go like one and a half inch diameter. Like new potato sized rocks. New world potatoes. 
New World potato like size rocks. Ones. Like a uh, large dumpling, like croissant roll, all Pillsbury croissant roll size. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just know that uh, our landlord put a shitload of these rocks, like landscape rocks, in front of our house. And they're the, just the biggest pain because you can never move them. Yeah, you can put them in, and that's great, but you can never move them. And then you always have to, like, do maintenance on them, like all the kind of sticks and leaves and stuff that fall on them. Yeah. Well, you got to rake it up, or you got to blow it off with a leaf blower. And if you don't, like, okay, fair enough, it's not the end of the world. But then three years down the line after doing that, like, you've got dirt in the rocks. And then right, because it composts. Yeah. Nature happens. Nature does happen, and nature loves <laughs> some weeds. And then you just got like all kinds of weeds growing up through these rocks. It's just like a super headache. I know. And weed barrier itself is really only like weed barrier is only going to save your ass for a year or two. Yep. Yeah. It's not a permanent solution. No. Uh, it helps you. It helps you let the plants you want to be there get a head start on the plants that irritate you because mm-hmm. it all breaks down. Something gets through. Something yep. grows on top of it. So yep. it's. I'm I'm definitely more a fan of pea gravel than mm. the like river rocks that yeah. are yeah half a fist size yeah I'm trying to think of things that are like that size the correct size that are an appropriate Big walnut <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly short fatties <laughs> short fatties. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, back to serious. <laughs> we are f- serious. Uh, I think that next year what I can do better is I'm going to do less tomatoes and I'm going to pull out a lot more morning glories than I did this mm-hmm. year because they just overtook everything. I'm going to move one of my raised beds, I believe. My half-size raised bed that has... Oh, hey, you guys... Shut You guys... Okay. All right. I maybe burped a little bit. And these stupid <laughs> boys are laughing at me. And they're the ones who are always burping into the mics. And now they are accusing me of... I don't I don't like the look I don't, of I don't know what you mean. I'm a good sound engineer. This is uh, Captain Dan Hudson's senior burpee. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what they call me. El burpo. Senior burpee. <laughs> I think uh, not, like, hey. not to be confused with the seed catalog. <laughs> Senior burpees catalog. I could, uh, I could be their mascot, and it would just be me on the cover with a beer. Yeah, and I'd be burping. A bearded white dude in sandals burping. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> the homeless edition. <laughs> <laughs> or is a gardener? We can't tell. That's true. The line between gardening clothes and homeless people clothes is a fine line. Yeah, kind of blurs a little bit. Depends if there's designer sunglasses involved or not. <laughs> How many floppy hats can we have? Oh, I like wearing a floppy hat. I don't want liver spots. Oh, you know, I wonder if you there if there could be a project for the self-esteem of homeless people by giving out gardening gloves. Because then if someone saw them, they'd be like, oh, they're just gardening. That is uh, Dan Hudson's charity, Gloves for Homeless, 
raising their self-esteem by making them look like they're just gardeners. It's mean, but I think like if you put garden gloves, they're like, oh, they smell. Oh, they're dealing with compost. I get it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of people would give them a pass, which yeah. they should be doing anyway. Yeah, but you now don't need. They, you know, now they'd be doing it without really knowing. Anyway, fun times here in the North. Ridiculous. Okay. For all of you that we've offended, um, hey, I'm really sorry about that. Um, for those of you still with us, I think we're friends. I think we're real friends now. We're close. We understand each other on a, a new level. You get us. <laughs> you get our <laughs> Um <laughs> Okay, well, all right. So, uh, do you have any new favorite plants for the year? You know, no. No. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I do. Uh, it's called Rao Ram. It's also known as Vietnamese coriander. It's an herb, a herb, if you will. An herb. I haven't used it in anything, but it smells and tastes so unique and interesting and different. <coughs> I feel like you know the sky's the limit with this with this stuff. It looks it looks super cool. Okay, so have you cooked with it? What does it look no, like? No, I haven't what done anything with it. It looks like a weed. It looks like a weed, and you just take like little nibbles of it. Yeah, and it kind of has these long, like pointed leaves with like a little black mark on them. Okay. Which there's another weed called I think it's pigweed. Yes, my uncle used to pay me a dime per pigweed I pulled. Yeah, and is that the one with like the black spots on the leaves? I didn't know. I just pulled a bunch of weeds and I break them in half to try and make them worth twenty cents. I was real shifty. Let me look it. Let me look it up a little bit. But anyway, rao ram, also known as Vietnamese coriander, it's used in Vietnamese cooking. I'm probably saying rao ram wrong. It's probably that's probably car ramrod. Say ramrod. Car ramrod. Uh, no, Vietnam, I'll, say, I'll say Vietnamese coriander, but it's uh, super interesting. And I read about it, and then like a couple of days later, went to the farmer's market, and someone was selling it at the farmer's market. So I felt like... Car ramrod for sale at the farmer's market. I was going to buy it. <laughs> Just to see if it tasted like yours? Maybe not. No, well, that's how I got it. Oh. Was to, oh, okay. Was I bought it at the farmer's market you and then planted it. at the farmer's it. market, and then you planted... You bought a plant, or you bought... I the, bought the plant. Yeah. Okay, so you and didn't so like root thing. it yourself and no. like adapt, adapt it for. No, I just uh, I just bought it. I just bought. Okay, so Google. So I just looked up pigweed, <laughs> and it comes up with amaranth, which that's is not, rad and ten feet wild. tall and hot pink God and beautiful. No, there's a lot of amaranth is kind of like a big family, so don't feel Jesus. too bad about that. Um, that's ridiculous. Oh no! Uh, look at this. It's okay, well, maybe, well, f- me. So it says <laughs> weed profile pigweeds, and then in parentheses amarantha species. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe pigweeds are like a class, a class of a class amaranth. <laughs> a class all their own. <laughs> it's like the deranged episode. Class of 2017 amaranth. <laughs> a tale of two pigweeds. One of the articles on here. All right, that's enough of that. Telephone, get out of here. Ridiculous. Okay, so one of my new favorite plants this year. All right, yes, cucnuts. Yeah. Cucnuts, cucurbit. I'm all about it. It's it's been a good time. I only said it that way to make these guys blush, and they didn't give no <laughs> about no, what I said. We've, we've I heard and I acknowledged it in my head. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, my sound engineer is humoring me. That's the sign of a good sound engineer. He uh, pretends like you're relevant. Hey, I love Solve it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about some plants that I love this year that aren't edible. Um, I grew uh, a plant this year in a hanging basket Whoa. called Mezu dorianthus, which is a, a type of ice plant. It looks like a succulent. It's got these variegated oh, leaves that are weird. white and green. They're beautiful. And they get these funky hot pink little flowers that um, are red. So I grew those in my driveway uh, patio garden. So we got a dog. In order for me to get the dog, my husband said, we have to fence in the backyard. And I want to be able to open the door and let the damn dog out. I don't want to have to walk the dog every single time it has to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have to go outside. So we had to fence in a huge chunk of our driveway, which is expensive and weird. Um, so I had this, like, dead space. It's, like, all concrete. It's all just, like, I have to go through this gate to get to my door now that yeah. we always use. Um, but, hey, best move of our lives. We did this, and then I turned that area into an outdoor seating area. So I have cool benches that my old neighbors gave me. I have a cool rug that I never use so hey why not use it outside and let it die faster I don't care like I I fold it up and put it away but I don't really need it so um I in my driveway I focused on hardy and not hardy uh succulent plants mm -hmm. as well as uh, very uh, strong plants for really harsh environments because okay. you're in just a driveway. It's yeah. south facing. Hot. It's hot. Yeah. It's between. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it looks awesome. And I, I've showed you, you, the listener, you, the people who follow me on the Facebook, Facebook. Um, I've shown you a few tours of this area and I'm really proud of it. I have a lot of great things going on there and a lot of great plants and I'll stick all of my hardy succulents in the ground for the year and they'll overwinter. No problem. I'll mm. take all of my soft succulents inside, uh, the things that are like all California style. I'm just going to take them inside and we'll see what survives. Um, but I want to take cuttings of this mezu because it's a, such a beautiful plant and it's a spiller. Um, I think next year, if this stuff doesn't survive for me over the winter indoors, then yeah. I'm going to buy some next year and just immediately <laughs> do a bunch of cuttings and try and propagate it because I really loved it. The other plant I was a huge fan of this year was the irisine. Irisine. Yeah. I don't know how to, you know, Italy, idly. I don't idly. know that one either. Um, I know irascible is the word. <laughs> don't know what it means uh irisine is a plant that is uh it's purple or it's pink it's beautiful i'm just in love with foliage of all different colors so i had oxalis and i had coleus and i had um all of these beautiful little purple leaved things all over the place so irisine i'm gonna totally try and overwinter that hmm. i've always overwintered a few coleus um oh, sure. that was really successful for me because you can just root them in water so 
I'm going to try to... Pr- I got this new fancy plant propagation book, and I'm going to try to... Who's the author of that book? Uh, this is by the American Horticultural Society. Uh, the editor-in-chief is Alan Too Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's his actual oh, name. Oh, Alan. He's too good. He's too good. I wonder who's like, can I get this through publishing? I can? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait. Too I'm good. too good. Too good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, also a success that I'm going to do again yeah. in the future. Yeah. I finally got some Echinops, which is a blue Ooh. thistle-looking flower. It's like yeah. a blue spiky globe. Like, some thistles are just kind of, like, pink on top. And you're like, oh, Braveheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is spikes, but it's a whole ball of spikes. Yeah. And they're all a beautiful blue color. So... I'm just going to keep growing blue things. Blue things are pretty cool. They're really striking, too, because you don't see a lot of blue flowers. I know. And I I really like blue flowers more than other flowers. So I've got a few on the list that i got to try yeah. and Lobelia do. is one of my favorites. It's yeah. like a nice, like, bright blue lobelia. Bright blue lobelia. <gasps> so uh, and next year we need to pay better attention to our hops, I think. Oh, sure. Yeah, we sure. just let them scramble on the fence, and our neighbor <laughs> lady Super came up to us and was like, um, what are these plants? Because my kid just got a rash on these plants. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just hops. It's hops. He a said rash. it was tomato plants, but I didn't think they were tomato plants. No, they're not. They are, they are hops and... Sorry, like no, uh, that's that's the kid's making it up. He went, he, <laughs> he snuck out and like ran to the nearby lake or something, and probably rolled in a poison ivy and blamed it on your fence. I don't know. Kids do the darndest things. Mischievous, mischievous. Don't blame, like, don't blame innocent hops. Don't blame yeah. innocent hops. Oh my Jeez. gosh, <clears throat> are you guys going to the fair this year? Uh. Not if they haven't lowered the admission fee. It's like 30 bucks to get in there or something. Dan's cheap as shit. I am. I'm pretty cheap. I'm going because we get a reduced rate through the university. I'm going to go with my in-laws. Mm. So I'll be sober. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's, no, no. Then, you know what, though? That's good because everything in the fair, like, you want to get. Like, that. I, that's what I do anyway. I, I when, The times that I go to the fair, I'm like, oh, my God, like a three-foot corn dog. Like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> like, everything that I see, I want to buy it. And then it's not good if I've been drinking because then I just buy everything. Right. This year, um, Insight was is making like this flat, war- or like flat, um, clear beer to go into Bloody Marys and oh my um, and Red Bull vodkas because no liquor is allowed at the fair. So anything distilled is not allowed. Fermented is okay. Maximum ABV is eight percent. What? So the fair commissioned them to try and make something that would skirt the rules so they can make Bloody Marys and Red Bull Vodkas. And I'm like, Red Bull Vodkas? Those are popular like freaking ten years ago. Like It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I love Red Bull, but I don't need to put malt liquor in it to have yeah, fun at the fair. No. You know, I heard, actually, I was talking to someone today. 
who wants to brew a C IPA, a clear IPA. You know, there's people brewing black IPAs. Right. Or like brown. That sounds IPAs like Pepsi Crystal. Like I think that's a stupid idea. It I'm just sounds judge super it. weird. Is this your idea in secret, no, Dan, not. that it's you not. don't want me to I think this is a terrible idea and you should feel bad about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let him know. But who is this CIPA person? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't divulge that. Do they listen secret. to this podcast? No. So I can no, say that they're know. dummies yeah, on this podcast it. and they'll never know. Yeah, I go for it. Okay, they're dummies. Um, because <laughs> you want a good malt bill, and part of flavor is appearance, and something that is clear is not going to give you the same experience that a beer that is not clear. Yeah, well, that's and the true, same flavor gives you. He also wants it to be like no body. He wants it to be like hoppy without any body, and wants it to be like clear. He just needs so, to put acid and mushrooms into yeah. his beer so people don't recognize how the beer is and still feel like it gives them a great response. Everybody get dosed. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm going to tear that idea up and down. So here's what, here's my thoughts here, friends, since nobody listens to this podcast and nobody will listen to it in time for the fair. Um, that's not true. Those of you listening, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, friends. You thank, thank you, friends. You're out there. We see the numbers. Okay, so here's my, like, uh, Monday morning quarterback-style approach to these problems. In South Dakota, we drink red beers. A red beer is where you take a piece of beer, like a Bud Light or a Coors Light or whatever, yeah. and you put tomato juice in it, and you put your olives in it, and you can even have Bloody Mary spices in it. No big deal. Why you gotta try and brew a clear malt liquor to make a Bloody Mary Yeah. when you could just make, like, a really awesome beer for a red beer? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was Dan. That was me. I'll own up to that one. Secondly, Burpee. Red Bull in beer sounds gross but <laughs> but you could try yeah, and brew does. a beer like that tastes, tastes like bubblegum <laughs> if you try this and find it tastes like bubblegum or not like bubblegum please write to us at verdantnorthteam at gmail deck him uh, but I think it would be smart for them to brew a beer similar to their <laughs> gin and tonic drinking of ale sorry ginger's taking a drinky poo. Ginger's thirsty. Talking about no, all I'm these thirsty. drinks, she's super thirsty. Um, ginger, good God. <laughs> it's like a urinal. It's really just oh sounds inappropriate. God. I love oh, you, Ginger. Come funny. here, baby. Okay. So, a, a beer that can take Red Bull. Why not just brew some awesome coffee beer that has some caffeine in it? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I think I would agree. And there's so many like the the world of flavors is wide. How many know? how many hopped up drunks do you want at the at the fair? How about muted, toned down drunks? That's why they said no distilled liquors in yeah. the first place. People which maybe that rule needs to change. I would love to be loaded at the fair for less than $500 because every beer is like 10 bucks. Yeah, that's a problem. It's an expensive place. Yeah, it is. It really is. 
I would love uh, to be loaded and not like have to pregame and pretend all the way there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or um, you could sneak in a flask. Vernon <laughs> North, where we teach you how to break the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Break the law. Okay, so anyway. I'm going to quick talk about the fair a little bit. We're going to wrap it up because it's already been an episode, friends. Yeah. Um, so if you go to the fair, there are some cool planters. Steal ideas out of those planters. There's also some permaculture and perennial garden stuff that's way cool. So check that out. Um, and if you're really into veggies, go to the agricultural building and check out like the veggie competition where it's like grow eight of the most identical looking vegetables you can. And it'll be like cool, like peppers and zucchinis and that kind of stuff. Um, or they'll have like the dahlia show where you have to have the most beautiful dahlias ever. And this has been a terrible year for dahlias for me because of those Japanese orgy beetles. Like, oh, they're yeah. just on every flower yeah. with five other beetles just... Doing it. All five of them stacked up. Everybody's... <laughs> every time I see them, they're, they're going at it. They're just ruining my life. Uh, so this wasn't a good year for that for me, but I love to see those shows, and I always think, man, I should compete in these next year. And they had this, um, <laughs> they had this, like, competition where you had to grow a very beautiful symmetrical plant in a planter, and people had all these, like, pepper plants and stuff like that. And one year, I thought of growing this variety of pepper called the Peter Pepper, which looks like... Does it produce a peck? Uh, it looks like <laughs> that's what it looks like. They're little, they're red, they look very phallic, but they're hilarious. And I thought it would make all of the people who are super serious <laughs> go through and just laugh. And it would make a lot of people who aren't super serious and don't usually go to the things like, oh, dude, did you just go see those penis peppers in the agricultural building? Oh my god. Penis pecker. <laughs> I thought that would be hilarious, but uh, I've never done it. I just thought about it. So if you think that's something I should do, write to me on the Vernon Norris Facebook page. Um, or please, hey, friends, I'm going to call this the end of the episode. If you have had successes, if you have had failures, if you have something to criticize Dan and I about, we welcome these yep. hilarious conversations. Yep. Uh, find us on Facebook because or Twitter. We we do Twitter too, and I can always like scrounge Dan up for a response. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel like that's it. Um, maybe next time we'll talk more about like fall prep and mums and all that kind yeah. of biz. But I'm not ready to like admit defeat at this point. So we're we're where we're happy summer. Happy end of summer, everybody. Drink a summer shandy from Line and Kugels. Also. A local place for Minnesotians. Chippewa Valley. <laughs> uh, go to the fair, have a blast. Go to the Ren Fest, have another blast. And hey, let us know what was cool. If you go to the fair, take a picture of some beautiful fair plants and tag us in them on the social medias, and we will totally high five you. That would be rad. Randy. 
All right. Here we are. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog post online at at verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at at verdantnorth. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. That's verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. I get that email. She reads them. And if we get them, she'll read them more. You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. All of the things. Everybody listen. Send your mom the link. For real, there's no answer. We if we're on your Androids, this morning, we're on your we're on your iPhones. <laughs> you for not listening to us. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, but please, more importantly, we we if we will completely un you if you don't forget to like, <laughs> rate, comment, and share the podcast. But we would no, love you. Friends. <laughs> I need your likes, I need your rates, I need your subscriptions, I need your comments. I need you to do this so that we can keep going. This is season one of Verdant North. If you want there to be a season two, if you like what we do... Then you better rate and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Then we need a little little quid pro quo, Clarice, because right now no one's getting paid nothing, and we have no advertisers, and we have some smart-ass people doing a great-ass job over here. And uh, I would love to be able to grow this into something that more people can enjoy and my friends get paid for the wonderful things they do for me. Thank you, friends. And if no money, at least bragging rights. Make us fun and popular because we like that as much. Uh, again, uh, you can hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music, and SoundCloud, our host. Thank you. Uh, you can find Carolyn Hallstrom on at Twitter at Miss O-Line, Miss Zero Line. And you can find Dan Hudson completely ignoring his garden again for another week. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll talk to it. I think it's a personal vendetta problem. Yeah, probably. Uh, you can find many. <laughs> you can find Nikki Lyons on Instagram at NovemberBlue83. That's NovemberBLU83. We are going to have to talk to her about a different handle. Let's. I, I, it's it's giving out way too much information online. <laughs> <laughs> I know what her birthday year is. <laughs> it's real scary. Hey, Nikki, we love you. It's time to step it up. We're gonna social engineer hack you to prove you wrong. I know. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and at Marlon underscore Rando. You can also hear me on the Scattered Podcast. It's also, so silly. Also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. We just had Caroline on with my my wife uh and Your wife. Uh, uh episode will come out pretty soon we just released an episode about uh female doctor who and how people are crybabies about dumb stuff um so it's a fun show we we do some fun stuff uh, we also like your likes and shares we're on soundcloud itunes stitcher and google play music as well uh, special thanks to Bree Edisted and Dewey Vu, my gap bro, uh, for graphics and artwork. An extra be- big thanks to Webmaster Corey Hartung for making sure we exist in the web. And Hi, as, Corey. And as always, thanks to Minneapolis Band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes, follow their hilarious video blog project on YouTube, and listen to them and arch rival band Prozac Rat on Bandcamp YouTube. And find them on Facebook. Uh, thanks for listening, and always remember it's okay. It's okay to kill plants. It's all right. Hey, you tried? Try something else or fix something that you did. Buy another one. Do it again. It's fine. We all we all do it and guess what? We love you for trying. Mm-hmm. Bye guys. Stay beautiful everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>